welcome to Warped Zone, a podcast on sci-fi, philosophy, religion, politics, gaming, and anything else. To... Hello. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. I am Ben Manatic. I'm Tara Smith. Hello. Good to be Hello. with you. Yes. Here in... Tuning in. Tuning in. Well, in presence. In, in the, present. the present form. <laughs> Unlike next week, which we can talk about later. Um, we are in the uh, Law Library, which I did not really know existed. The mezzanine of the Law Library. Yep. Um, we got a bit lost trying to find it. Um, I think we're trying to tick off every possible room in all yeah. of the Sydney University. Um, yeah. We can't seem to be able to go to the same room more than once. No. Last week was downstairs in the library, Yeah, the meeting rooms, which are okay, except the lights were making a weird flicking light. Yeah, I, and I also it was glass all around, so you can kind of see everyone going about their day, and yeah. it's a bit distracting. Now we are looking at bookshelves. There's a glass wall. There's only one glass wall, and we're mm. both seated on the same side of the table, a la the last It's like a job interview, so if anyone came in, we could be like, welcome. Yeah. Yeah, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, have How been would you waiting describe for you. yourself? It's just one word. Yes, yeah. Um, banana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, how have you been? I've been good. A bit tired, not sleeping very well, but generally pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, what about you? I don't sleep, so yeah. very well normally. Uh, might have broken my toe yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. How? That's, well, I was... <laughs> I, Are we playing toe jammer now? <laughs> <laughs> That's later. Oh, uh, yeah, it's funny. No, um, I just was picking up Isaiah's toys and I hit my toe <laughs> on the side of the man. And it's not... Okay, so you know... Really, I would have thought it would be some sort of sporting injury coming from you. I know, yeah, 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 I know. This is going to really affect my, my running <laughs> as well. Like, um, You're just about to start, where you? Yeah, CrossFit, yeah, yeah that's it? right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you get a big toe and then you've got, like, um, toe two. I am familiar with toes. Two, three, I also have four, toes. and five. So, toe yeah. four. But I don't know, because, like, I'm trying to explain toe. to Jody. No, no. Oh, no, it would be the pointer toe. No, no. Oh, no, the, the ring other, finger toe? The other one. The ring finger toe? I guess the ring finger toe. But I don't wear rings on those. No, but if you were to kind of line up your hand with your foot, it would be okay. Uh, the ring, the ring finger toe. <laughs> but it's an awkward thing, hey? Because like I, I said to Jodie, I think because she woke up this morning, I think I broke my toe, and she's like, "Oh, you didn't tell me that yesterday." I'm like, yeah, I know, because I was busy. I, I just didn't have time. To I think if you'd broken your toe, you would have mentioned it. It's not something that you just forget about. Well, I was busy. <laughs> I was really busy. Why didn't you break your toe? I then? was. No, I was in a lot of pain. I can't afford Well, that. then you would have mentioned it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we could do this all, all day. This has just been the podcast. Because <laughs> you've yeah. been like, I think I broke my toe. You're like, you haven't broken your toe. Time's like 30 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Did you go to the doctor? No. So you still haven't gone to the doctor? No, I don't have time. Well, then you haven't broken your toe because if no, it, was, it would be uh, so excruciating, you would be. It is excruciating. Then you would I, go to the No, no but I know you. <laughs> this is like some bad sitcom. <laughs> but you can't do anything for a broken toe. They just say, "Oh, you put in a cast." I don't want to wear a cast. A little baby no, toe like, cast. No, like your foot. Like you can put. The, oh, it's not just around the no, bottom. No. Toe. <laughs> little crutches for the other toes next yeah. to the toe. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's a shame. Y- yeah, uh, but I kind of just. Have... You weren't even limping, mate. You haven't even broken your toe. Uh, possibly, yeah. You'd be limping. Have you broken a toe before? Yeah. Uh, I broke the top of my, like, the ligaments in my foot before. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We can... uh, anyway. Um, That's a shame. But I don't yeah. believe you. <laughs> don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there is a possibility of broken my toe. But okay. I, I kind of just 
forgot about it. But I was trying to explain to her, yeah, like, yeah. so it's the second from the end. And yeah. she's like, like you, or the pointer, like that. I'm like, no, the second from the end, the other end. You should have just said ring finger toe. A ring finger toe. Okay. straight to All right, the ring finger toe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. So uh, that's my medical emergency. Mm. What, have you, what have you been doing? I wrote a list. I had a busy um, week. My grandmother came visited on Wednesday. Okay. My dad's mom. She's mm. a very lovely lady. Mm-hmm. Very eccentric. Mm-hmm. Um, she is like, I think I might have told you, she's like a pro bottle collector. She's got like a syndicate in Byron Bay where she's got a relationship with like maybe seven different restaurants in Byron where she collects all their bottles and cashes it in for money. Oh, oh yeah, okay. She is like, she takes oh, it to so the next level. she's not level. like my father. My father is also a bottle collector. Oh, no, she is. Oh, you He's mean like a hoarder. Yeah. yeah. No, she she makes maybe about, I think probably $500 a week from it. Wow. The bottles. She does it for seven days a week and she collects hmm. a lot of bottles. And she said once, so she has a big van, um... And she said once that, that she got pulled over and got breathalyzed and the, the alcohol content was so high in the van that it came up with a reason. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so she's really, like, that's worked so well for her because, wow. you know, she, it's a job. She's like, she thinks she's been perfectly, that God made her as like a bottle collector. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Because she has a van. Um, she doesn't mind getting her hands dirty mm-hmm. and she likes cleaning up anyway. She would be the sort of person that would go to the beach, bring a plastic bag out and clear the rubbish anyway. Mm. Like, she's just that kind of person. So. Wow. So she's sort of loving it, and she's re-renovating um, a like a small house that she bought for like five thousand dollars. So she's renovated it. She's very. She, what do you mean? She bought a house for five thousand. She lives in like um you know like permanent housing in caravan parks. Yeah. So she has one, oh, right, and then okay. there was like yeah. one that was apparently like a meth den. Right. That's really really run down. Okay. So she bought it for quite cheap, and she's renovating, like flipping it basically. Hmm. She's really good at it. She's she like cool. she's very good with her hands. She makes like rock walls all the time and gardens. So she'll like find scrounge materials from places and like build it up. Like she's very industrious. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So it was nice to see it. She hadn't seen the house, the our apartment since it had been fully renovated. She'd seen it sort of pre-construction stage. So she was very impressed. Did she you show her your electrical work of the yeah, light. We yeah. told her about it. Um, but she's always like, Tom's so handy. I'm like, oh, yeah, you weren't here for the, <laughs> the three hours of like anxiety that I had to put yeah. But no. He's all right. Yeah, he's, he does okay. Mm-hmm. So what else did I do? I saw a movie on Thursday night, Parasite. Have you heard about it? No. It's a Korean film, won a lot of awards, I think, during the Sundance or one of the film festivals. Uh, it was really, really good. It's, it's like mm. uh, I like dark. It's the dark comedy that I like. It's very mm. similar. I found it quite similar to Yorgos Lanthimos. You know the Greek director I like yeah. does Lobster and Dogtooth and all that sort of stuff. So it was like kind of funny, but you're kind of on edge, and because it's very quite violent. But mm. you know, it was about this very poor family in Korea that start to tr- um, impersonate um, people and, and kind of infect. A rich person's house so they start off by like being the driver and then they're like oh i've got a, someone that would be perfect and they kind of like sabotage uh, the current yeah, yeah. workers to try That's and cool. get all the whole family involved it's yeah. quite funny i'd definitely recommend it so i saw that at the dandy mm. and then i volunteered at the dog lovers show on saturday yeah it's a bit random I, right <laughs> so i this is all i know about the story i kind of wish that you just dropped that upon me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay so what do you mean you volunteer on the dog what, what if, well um, I Zoe mentioned it. Our friend Zoe, right. yeah. um, and Chris is Zoe. Chris Zoe. Yeah, she mentioned it. Uh, that she does a lot of volunteer work for a group called Penny Marathon. Okay, which is a really uh, good uh, dog and animal rescue, and mm. they were there with the stall. And she asked me if I wanted to come a couple of weeks ago, and I right. said yes, and so I came and volunteered. 
And so you actually we, went? Yeah. Wow. I did a whole day there just selling things and patting dogs. It was really fun. Hmm. Yeah, the woman. I don't who, know. Okay, so on the the scale of humans to dog um, like interactions that you had, what are we talking? Like a five to one scale of dogs. Let's just say I spent human? a whole lot of time with the yeah, dogs. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to overwhelm them because the dogs that were there were like celebrities because it was a dog whopper show. So everybody loved dogs there. So normally when I'm out and about. And the celebrity dogs? Like Insta dogs, Insta pooches. What? Yeah, dogs that have Instagram. What? Yeah, big, big oh, how do you famous know? How do you know that that dog is that dog? I don't really follow them, but people would be trying to take photos with the dogs and stuff. Really? Yeah. They had a dog that would be set up, like one of the dogs called um, Pikelet, maybe? Pikelet. Yeah. Anyway, so. Mm. That's that's actually a good name. Pikelet's a good name. It fits with my name. I can't remember. Anyway, but it was, Penny Marathon's a really good group. They do rescues. They rescue a lot of dogs from Greece and bring them to Australia. Um, And the woman who runs it, um, Ellie, she's Greek. Why do they need to come from Greece? They do. Uh, the like, dogs in Australia as well. But one of the things they do is there's a lot of um, stray dogs in Greece. Yeah, so there's a lot of stray animals in Greece because yeah. it's, it's a cultural thing that you have animals exactly. on the street and you just feed them. My, yeah. grand, my great-grandfather used to do it to cats in yeah. like, the Inuit. People do it in Lakemba. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like seen as, okay, that's good because yeah. there's cats around. They'll kill all the mice. That's good. We should yeah. feed them. Well, the yeah. problem in Lakemba is that they're community cats, there, but they never get desex. They never get um, any sort of vet treatment yeah, and they yeah, walk my, around with my, injuries. My so. great-grandfather did the same. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, it's definitely yeah. a culture. We used to have, have a go at my great-grandmother because we eat the fish head. Yeah. So, you know, there's a fish and the fish yeah, head. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually eat the, like... Culturally, we yeah. eat all of the food, and he would always say <laughs> that my great grandmother and my um, grandmother and mother, because he'd say, "Look, cats are not going to have any food left. You're eating all the cat food." <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. cute. No, but um, Ellie, who runs it, she's lovely. So she's mm. Greek as well, and so um, she basically runs the majority of the company. And it's nice to, uh, for like a charity. Sorry, so it's nice to have a charity where you know the person that's running it. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was really fun. I pat a lot of dogs, um, and I met a cat group as well as one cat group there so i had a chat with them as well about was there like a tension between the cat group and the <laughs> no <laughs> they didn't have any cats in there because oh. there's so many dogs around so yeah. you didn't want them to you know mm. have any issues but it was really fun and then what else did i do i went to a vegan brunch on sunday bottomless brunch which was cool mm-hmm. it's a bit expensive but it was unlimited cocktails not that i drink a lot but it was still i took alcoholic a yeah i got wow. mocktails <laughs> Why didn't you drink a cup? I had one and it was too alcoholic tasting for me. But mm. I got mocktails. So it was quite a good value because it was six courses of a meal and then it was you could have as many drinks as you wanted. It was all vegan for sixty five dollars per person. It's pretty good. Yeah, I thought so too. I'd put up with vegans for that much. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty good. <laughs> and uh, what else? Oh, I'm reading Samuel Delaney's Babel seventeen. Have you heard of it? No. Yeah, it's quite an interesting book. Uh, so it explores the Sapir-Whorf hypothesis, or Sapir-Whorf, which is that language can be, uh, what is it? Structure of a language affects the speaker's worldview or cognition. So oh, the whole idea... that's interesting. Yeah, so the whole yeah. idea in the book is that there's an alien language that gets translated and it really uh, turns you into a traitor mm-hmm. as soon as you translate it. Mm-hmm. It's quite interesting. I haven't finished it yet. Um, I started reading that, and I'm also reading um, Camus for one of our future... Yeah. Myth of Sisyphus. We're going to talk about that. Um, and yeah, and the only other story I have is my Jehovah's Witness story, but I'll let you have a chat and I'll end with that. Your Jehovah's Witness story. Yeah. Okay. Well, the language thing that you said is interesting because, um, yeah, there's there's the debate of whether that's the case or whether mm. it's just representative. Um, and then there's the aspect of 
um, I think it's I think it's Derrida actually that talks about how language evolved and there's no proof actually that written language came after verbal language mm, it's interesting it's just non-existent mm. and if you look at cave drawings and such there's a possibility that it sort of makes sense if um, ancient people were starting to draw things and then pointing at them and said this mm. and then the word comes out of the drawing or the image at the same but time. But can you say that all languages comes from an image originally? Like, well, no. The the theory is that we all had verbal language first, yeah, and then we became written language afterwards. But um, I believe that because wouldn't you to be to to go and draw a moose on the wall? Wouldn't mm. you be already have associated that moose with a word? Well, like a caveman. Do you know what I mean? Like a word that's like a yeah, certain and, that, and that's that's the regular thought process. But this is. Or how do we know? I don't know but even know. animals have certain noises that would represent um, an action, or you know what I mean. The noise mm. comes first. Mm. I, I think I think that that theory sounds correct to me. Yeah, well, but it, this is a, a flipping it. of it to yeah. say that well, there is a possibility that um, words and associations happened at the same time, whether they be written or verbal. Mm -hmm. um, and as human beings. What differentiates us from animals is we have a cognition of a um, a signifier for objects or concepts in the world. Mm. So those signifiers um, just came about um, based as an evolutionary trait, mm. um, and they are the closest approximation that we have to these things. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I'll be interested to see where the book goes, and then maybe we could discuss more about the concepts. Yeah. It's, it's someone. It's yeah. one of the existentialists. Anyway, so what have I been doing? Um, shitloads, shitloads. I'm flying out on Friday, mm -hmm. and I, aside from breaking my toe, possibly, um, which I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not broken. I, I, yeah, I think. I, anyway, um, I okay. So last last week I lectured for the first time at Newcastle. Yep. On Freud. I had some IT problems. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, uh, but it's okay. We got that lecture up. And how long were you fine. waiting for the IT? Oh, no, no, no. I just fixed it myself. It's okay. Oh, but yeah. how long did it take you to fix it? Oh, like 40 minutes, but not in the lecture. So I was giving the lecture, pre-recording it on my computer, and then trying to deal with how to upload it later. Oh, I see. Because that's the worst when you're trying to start the lecture. Mm. And you're stuffing around at the front. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. No, I... I I was maybe delayed like two minutes or oh, something okay, like yeah. that, which is okay. Um, but then, yeah, so the class is quite good. Um, is it big? Um, no. Oh, because a lot of people watch online, right? Yeah, 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 lots of people. There's two, I think her, her name's Jess. There's a, a woman in the class called Jess, and she has a friend who is also Jess, and they're doing the same major, the same minor, the same class, mm. the same course. So there's two It should Jesses. be easy to remember for you then. Yeah, now I've forgotten both of their names. <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, and one of them works in the bookshop, and the other one met the other one who works in the bookshop in the bookshop. Nice. It's there. It's like this. Jessception. Yeah, yeah, symbiotic relationship <laughs> of, of Jessness. Um, uh, but yeah, the class is quite loud, which is good. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, I've had my second week at ACU now. Tutoring. Um, tutoring. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, this week was all on. Like defining what Christians believe, so I do the five. Oh, yeah. oh, it's the five-legged table. So getting the students to guess how it, it works and what is the starting point of that. So God is the starting point of mm -hmm. that. So yeah, you, you just to get them through that process. Yeah. Um, rather than 
worrying about dogmas and then we can fill in the dogmas later yeah. um, in the different aspects in different weeks. Uh, and there's news, I don't know if it says I'm going to be lecturing a week on that, which is on church. Yes, I think you mentioned mm-hmm. you do a week. So that's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like lecturing, so that's fun. Um, I also, because I'm away next week and I'm not going to be able to do the lecture for Newcastle, I've written and recorded my week three lecture, which is on William James, um, a religious experience. And tomorrow I have to deliver a week two lecture at Newcastle. So I've done all that within like wow. three days. So it's, yeah, it's Sounds quite intense. Yeah. And I'm referring to things during my pre-recorded week three lecture. I'm like, oh, as we heard in like week two, blah, blah, blah. So I got to like try and remember actually what I've said and make <laughs> sure that I do those things. Yeah. Otherwise it'll sound really wacky and weird. Um, but it was a bit strange giving a lecture to the cats running around the house, you know, like, mm. so just sitting there with a microphone and that's all you're doing. Um, oh, I also got you the laptops. The computers. Yeah, you found some computers. Yeah, right? and I'm, yeah. I'm not going to divulge where we find our secret yeah. stash of yeah. sort of disposal some apples. Apples. But yeah, we got apples are good. Three computers. Mm. I'm excited to see them. Yeah. Um, we're going to do them up. So, um, Jody was away on Thursday and Friday and half of Saturday. Mm-hmm. She went to Youth Week Awards in um, Sydney. So she was nominated for again. Camden Council was nominated for the um, the what is it? It's like the best youth week program, basically. Yeah. Um, did she win the award? She did. Oh, yeah. 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 Congratulations. So it's really, really big. It's the only award winning um, thing that was part of the local government awards. Yeah. So it helps her justify her job, which is good for the council. Yeah. Um, yeah That's so awesome. So she's all happy with that. Yeah. Um, what, did she win a prize? Uh, yeah. A little like trophy? A trophy. Yeah. Nice. So there is a trophy. Any money? Nah. Nah. <laughs> no, there's never any money for anything. Yeah. Um, and then, so while she was away, um, there was like I had, you know, myself and the boys. So we fixed some computers on the Friday. Me and I saw I was stuffing around with this bloody Amiga that just wouldn't work. Mm. And then fixing up my computer, which I have listed for sale. So the old computer, right? Mm-hmm. And so we had a bet yeah. that it wouldn't get to a thousand. a thousand. Yeah. And then I had a look online, and I don't think it's going to get to a thousand. But this could should be getting like five to six hundred dollars. We so, bet a dollar. Hmm? We bet a dollar. We bet a dollar. Yeah. yeah. So I think you're going to get a dollar off me. However... Uh, you just it, checked it, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. How much is it now? Well, how much do you think? So it's three days to go. Um, and when you che- when did you check it last time? Did I tell you what it was last time? I don't think it was very much. No. Then no. Okay, I'm going to guess $250. Um, okay, $202. Oh my God, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So close>. <laughs> $202.50. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's not a thousand though, is it? No, no, no. But it's still two hundred bucks. It's good. Um, I saw your beehives. We went out to Jody's parents. They're not. Well, they were. Well, they were Tom's beehives, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Well, they were Tom's bees. Tom's bees, I guess. Yeah. yeah. How is it going well? They're still there. They're enjoying eating weeds. Stuart mm-hmm. said. Yeah, he's got. Did Tom of... leave some of his own hives there? No. No, they're all hives we've given to Stuart. Uh, there's like six hives there. Yeah, there's a lot of bees. There's a lot of bees. And then he's got another hive that he wants yeah. to put on his... Tom's talking at the bee club, I think, next week. His bee club. Oh, he's not doing that. Why is he doing that? Tom just does things. Why? Out of obligation. This is my father-in-law who ropes Tom... It ropes everyone into doing things <laughs> for him. Um, Tom's a people pleaser, so mm. if you put enough pressure, he'll probably do anything. Yeah. That's all right. It's his mm. own... It's his own cross to bear. It's his own fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to be too sympathetic for someone that constantly does stuff like that. Yeah. 
Uh, I didn't have to do that. Anyway, um, I've been emailing back and forth lots of authors because the due date has come up for the Antipodes project that I'm doing with Carol and Chris, which is on the study of religion in uh, Australia and New Zealand. Oh, yes. fun. So lots and lots of authors writing to me, um, you know, excited about the project, which is fun. Yeah, which we need to keep writing our chapter. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then there's this uh, Kong off, and it's happening on Friday, so I'm planning for that mm. as well. Just heard, so Michael Kibbe is um, the world record holder for Nibbler mm-hmm. on the MAME system, which is a computer, uh, I don't know if you know MAME, but it's basically an emulator to run arcade machine games. Okay, okay so you put it on a computer. Um, or, you know, handheld device or whatever, and you can run authentic um, representations of the arcade. Does it still count for winning things like Twin There's different tracks. Oh, so okay. there's main tracks and then there's right, you know, gotcha. actual hardware. Um, he set the record for um, uh, that, and it was like a 24-hour stream or something like that. So he, for 500,000, beat the record. And all wow. he wanted to do was 500,000, then he collapses, and that was it, right? He's now going for the proper world record using actual hardware. Oh, wow. In... Queensland. Um, he's agreed to be part of my study, which is awesome. Um, it's expected he's going to go for about 70 hours non-stop. He is able to get breaks by getting up the amount of um, lives and then dying. Nibbler is like um, Snake on mm. the Nokia phones. You know yeah, that? yeah, yeah. So it's just completing a screen and then um, resetting and then completes the screen and resets and does that over and over again. Um, so it's not continuous? It's the same screen, like so. It's a very similar screen, and it's like screen after screen of completing. So the continuous aspect of it is the points, and you're just getting up all of these points all the oh, time. Okay. So he's going for over a billion points on wow. the machine, but not the same life. Like diff- each time, it's a different life. Or yeah. Same life. Yeah, lives. Or same lives. credit. Or yeah, same credit. One credit. Yeah. Continually wow. playing. Um, it is the exemplar apophatic game because it has no end. It could just keep going forever um and yeah he's going to go for 70 odd hours so we're going to keep him company uh, myself mark and uh, matt who's mm-hmm. going to be up there we've said that we're going to keep him company which is nice um and yeah i'll get to interview him and possibly interview him whilst he's actually playing a game which can, is part need of to my concentrate study. that much uh, it becomes second nature it's like me talking with columns and mm-hmm. yeah tetris people yeah. and stuff like you if you're playing it for 70 hours and then you can't talk, like that, that'd be real bad. But yeah, yeah you can become so good at it, it just becomes part yeah, of right. your, your psyche. That's so. exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Um, then there's Kong off on the weekend one. I've organized a market trip with some guys as well. I think and, I saw that yeah. in the Discord chat. Yeah, so it's back and forth for that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to spend probably lots of money that I don't have and buying lots of things. So that's good. That's me. Now, what? My Jehovah's yeah. Witness story. Yeah. What happened? I was just so. I was normally I kind of like engaging with people, either whether they're handing out religious paraphernalia, whether they're on the street, whether they're, you know, Hare Krishnas or whatever. So normally if Jehovah's Witness knocked at my door, I would be quite friendly, invite them in, have a quick chat, right? Because mm. I kind of like to engage and, and have a bit of fun with it. But I was in a really, really bad mood when they knocked on the door. Because <laughs> so oh. Tom and I were mid argument oh. and they knocked. So I couldn't have picked the worst time to come. And so they knocked on the door and I should have been, I didn't even tweet that they were Jehovah's Witnesses because one, I live in the Kemba, right? I don't expect to see many Jehovah's Witnesses knocking on the door. We have a very, very, very high Muslim Bangladeshi population, hmm. right? But anyway, so they knock on the door and I'm like, hello. So I'm already pretty angry. So I'm like, hello, yes, like, what can I do for you? 
and they were knocking they were like oh have you ever felt like that there's a lot of crime around the area and i'm like what body do you represent <laughs> and they're like oh we're jehovah's witnesses i'm like okay well we're atheists and, and then they're like oh but you know don't you ever feel like you know that things just can't be explained you know like that there's something in the world and i'm like uh, no, I believe in evolution. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, look, I respect your uh, your uh, choice to prophesize, but can you please leave? They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was my whole conversation. Oh. I was like, they were really disappointed. Mm. Yeah. I could have, like, yeah, been a bit more friendly, but I talked to them through the slats at the door. <laughs> didn't oh. even open it properly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was not very, uh, like, religiously welcoming. I was well, very, yeah. yeah. It's hard, hey, because you... It, they're there, obviously, for, like, you know, prophesization. That's that's their whole aim. So you know what they're there for. It's like a salesperson. They yeah, can be exactly. as nice as possible, but if you're not interested in the sale of the yeah. items. And also, I just kind of, it's a, I felt it was just a little bit uncomfortable because I could then see them talking to my Bangladeshi neighbor who's, like, very Muslim. Like, mm-hmm. I like I get, like, it's there's nothing wrong with it because it's kind of, like, disgusting, but it, it also reeks, like, a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe a bit dis- disrespectful, maybe just because I have ha- such a high population of Muslim people. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know. I thought it was a bit iffy. It's sort of like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, they are free to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a fundamental thing, though. So, Jehovah's Witnesses believe that there's only a certain amount of people that can go to heaven, <laughs> yeah. yeah? We've yeah. spoken about this. Like, yeah. So, they're called to convert people. Mm-hmm. Uh, then if they convert more people, there's more spaces taken up in heaven. There's already been more Jehovah's Witnesses, like 10 times the amount of Yeah, the, of the Jehovah- number's really small, right? Yeah, so yeah, like 2,000 or something. Oh, a few hundred thousand, oh, I think it's 200,000 or something. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, once they reach that limit, surely they should have just stopped, yeah? Because it's not in their interest to keep converting people yeah. because then the chances of you taking up one of those spots is... I guess you know, it's also a huge part of... Religion is to yeah to um prophesize right yeah 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 um, mm. but yeah I find it just a bit like like I don't know I feel like kind of coming to your home it, yeah same with like if it was a telemarket or something I, mm. like it's kind of like you know you are still a stranger you know what I mean yeah so I don't know I wish I'd been nicer but I just thought it was really funny they're coming in, like I'm an atheist <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> I'm not gonna convert you know? yeah but anyway that's my funny story there should we. Go. Move on. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one shout out. Oh, yeah. From yeah. Carol, again, our Carol number one fan. Carol said, uh, where have I put it? There we go. Yeah, another fantastic episode. It's my two favorite people. I guess that's us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I especially like the way that you disagreed very courteously and enjoying the strong. Enjoying. Oh. Oh, you need glasses. And employing strong arguments for both <laughs> cases over the quality of a boy and his dog. These podcasts are becoming essential therapy for me, winding down at the end of a long day. Can't wait for the next. So yeah. thanks, Carol. We Thank really you. appreciate your support. And um, the Discord chat's been going in slowly. But slowly, yeah. It's yeah slowed feel down a free bit. to go in and tell us mm-hmm. what you thought of the boy and his dog. Maybe you also, like Ben, didn't love it. <laughs> or maybe you've read it and you're doing really interesting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we, well, really appreciate we, won't, we won't revisit that. Um, uh, I haven't checked if there's any reviews, so we really, really should do that. But um, our listening 
um, audiences maintained. So it's yeah, great. yeah, it's great. we we have people that listen to us. We still don't know all these people. Yeah, because we have about nineteen listeners. I reckon there's probably mm. ten of them are our friends and family, right? No, none of mine. Well, like they from the game, the system guys and stuff. Yeah, like that. maybe. Um, but the numbers are off as well, so it's not picking up something else. So there's, it's strange, but. Uh, so what have we got? We're just looking uh, at the performance. Well, this is what I'm interested in. Okay, so seventy-four percent of our listeners are in Australia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know anyone else from around the world that would listen to this? Nope. No. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So <laughs> let's go from the bottom. One percent. UK. This might be my friend Addy listening from India. One percent. Wait, wait, wait. Not, okay, one percent from India. One yeah. percent from Netherlands. Two percent from Hong Kong. Ooh. Two percent from Germany. Six percent from New Zealand. Nine percent from the US, and then the rest are Australians. Yeah. Uh, and then iPhone users. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven percent. Yeah. How good is that? But no, we really appreciate you guys listening. Mm. And today, do you want to do a little intro of what we're talking about? Oh, today we are talking about Toe Jam and Earl. Woo! That was pretty funky, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, hey. all the funk. Get it, bring out the funk. Okay, uh, so that was the original tune from the original Mega Drive um, using the awesome chips of the Mega Drive sound. Um, now, Toe Jam and L developed in 1991. Uh, I'll just give a rundown quickly of the four games that were created, um, and then we can talk about um, uh, the creator and then his experience about why he's actually created and what you can do in the game. Um, so it's created by Mark Vorsanger and Greg Johnson. Um, so they formed a company um, and then produced these games. Uh, Toe Jam and Earl, the first game, um, is a 1991 three-quarter perspective in 2D platformer. So it looks isometric, but it's not actually isometric. Isometric are those games which are you know proper 45-degree angles. We should talk to Matt, actually. Matt can explain what a isometric game is compared to a non-isometric game. But yeah, this is not an isometric game, even though it looks, looks sort of isometric. Um, the backstory is, well, actually, what, what the aliens look like first. So you have Tojam, um, who has three legs and two eyes, um, which are poking out of his head. Looks very alien-like. Um, uh, and he's red, bright red. Um, he wears... 90s um, high top shoes uh, <laughs> and he's you know tank stop tank tops type of um, clothes so he's, he's very 90s based dressed and then you have Earl or big Earl um, and Earl is topless but he's wearing like loose leaning fitting pants and he's a yellow alien um, and they are flying through space from the planet Funkatron on their Rapmaster spaceship uh, which have large blasting speakers on the side and the speakers um, are pulsating at the same um, beat to what that background music that we heard from just before so it's a real funk based game yeah they're cruising on the rocket and Earl um, asks to take the wheel and Toe Jam lets him um, let's just close that uh, Toe Jam lets him and then the aliens run 
into an asteroid and the spaceship slams down to Earth and it spreads the pieces throughout Earth. The aliens then refer to the planet as the craziest planet in the galaxy um, and you take control of either Tojam or Earl um, if you're playing single player or both if you're playing two player. You go searching for the pieces, avoiding humans and you're, uh, who are often just acting like they're completely oblivious to you um, and going about their, their lives on the world, like the doctor with the needle, the wise man in the carrot suit, etc., the mother and the child and the shopping trolley who just runs into you. Um, you pick up presents and they come with either good or bad things and you get to use them. So that's the first game, you're gathering all the pieces. Uh, at the end of the game, you gather all the pieces and you go back to Funkatron. Um, then there is a sequel, which is in 1993, which is Tojem and Earl Panic on Funkatron. Um, this takes place on the alien planet called Funkatron, and the aliens have been invaded by humans, who turned out they were actually um, clinging onto the spaceship um, as it returned to Funkatron. Um, they, the humans again are doing what they normally do, but this is causing this huge big nuisance to all of the aliens that are actually on Funkatron. The news producer at the beginning of the game, because uh, Tojam Earl and his friends are all hanging around watching a TV, and they see this news producer actually sharing the news that there is a possibility that these humans came to Funkatron due to Tojam and Earl, and he actually names them. And so <laughs> Tojam and Earl um, <clears throat> are called to you know restore um, the funk to Funkatron because these humans have not only disrupted everyone in, in the Earth, but they've also um, affected the Funkpotamus. Um, and this is an interesting um, part of the story. So Funkpotamus is Lamont, um, and he's found in the Hyperfunk Zone, which is a zone which exists, exists only in the music world. Um, and you find, when you find him, um, and uh, you know, actually get his, his items back, he sits on the throne of Funk, and spews forth Funk upon Funkatron. Um, and then Tojam uh, gets together with a girl called Lawanda. Tojam and L3 is a 3D platform game in 2002, follows on from Planet on Funkatron, so it sort of follows on the story. It was originally developed for the Nintendo 64 and Dreamcast at two different periods, and then it was cut, um, but then finally came out for the Xbox. It features Tojam, Earl, and the new character called Letitia. Um, and they are asked by Lamont, uh, who is the Funkopotamus, to find his 12 secret vinyl albums of funk, which have been taken and then hidden on Earth. And while getting the aliens, you need to run around and actually convert the humans to the way of the funk. So there's this conversion aspect where you have to blast them with a funk ray gun, um, which is not like a gun, but it's just got sound waves, mm -hmm. and then they become all uh, hip and funky. Then finally, uh, Tertium and Earl Back in the Groove came out this year. It was kickstarted in 2015, um, and it was promised to be a return to what the original game was like with that um, three-quarter uh, perspective. Um, the story behind this one is that Tojam and Earl have stolen Lamont's ship so that Tojam can impress Luanda. Earl presses, instead of pressing the funk generator, presses a black hole generator, <laughs> and it sucks up the earth and it shows the graphics of everything going into a washing machine everything spews out and makes the levels look like the original game um, and like in the first game you have to find all the hidden ship pieces 
that's the game side of things. Before we get on to Greg and his, um, I guess, his inspiration of the game, aesthetically, what did you think? Mm, I There's aspects of it that I really liked and there's aspects of the game I did not like. Mm. Um, what I did enjoy was, I think the problem for me is that I did not play this game as a kid. Mm. I had mm. never seen this game. I'd never heard of this game. So when I was playing the games, it, it wasn't nostalgic for me. I wasn't yeah. looking, thinking back and go, oh, you know, in 1993, I really, oh, whatever. In 2002, I really enjoyed this game. Mm. So I think that aspect for me was missing. So the order that I played, I played the most recent one. I didn't even know there was four games, but there was only three. So mm. I played the 2019 one, and then I played the original, and then I played the second. I never yep. got to play the... Um, oh, the 3D. 3D one. Xbox. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one can sort of be skipped over. That one was not well received by anyone, right. really. So it did not sell Yeah, well. I didn't even hear, see anything written about it when I was looking at the no, things. So when no. you said those four games, I thought you'd got it wrong. No. <laughs> I was reading the descriptions <laughs> and like, what? Yeah, um, um, they actually shut down their company after the third game, right, okay. um, Greg Johnson bought the rights to Tojo Manuel yeah. and then resuscitated yeah. the, the company as Human Entertainment yeah. Studios. So, so, so yeah, that's my major first like caveat, that my opinion is sort of not maybe as others would be because I didn't have that nostalgia growing up. Yeah. It's not taking me back to any sort of time. So mm. I had to just play the games as they were. And the other caveat was that I don't play a lot of really old games. The games I play, I mean, we play sort of retro games so they're a bit... Well, like retro, retro, yeah, you're retro more games. And I play more Nintendo 64 eras, your retro, yeah? Yeah, so exactly. That's your, it was either yeah. Nintendo 64 or it was new PS4 games that I'm playing now, mm. yeah. Mm. But I did play some cool educational games at school. Like, So I was thinking back while I was playing these, a few games I've been trying to find, yeah. uh, again, which was kind of like cool because like the graphics are still kind of nostalgic even if they're not um, the actual game itself mm. was. Mm. I really liked that. I liked the fun of it. I liked that it's family friendly. Um, I liked that the concept of the music and, and mm. the backdrops and, and things. And I actually think I liked the second game better than the first That's and the fourth. Yeah, okay. Because I liked the concept of it being on the alien planet. And I mm. guess because I'd played the uh, most recent and the first they seem very similar to me yeah, yeah. And, and that's the point right yep. um this has kind of been updated for a more modern mm, time mm. and so i mean we won't go into i'll start off with just what i like you can talk about what you like and then maybe afterwards i can tell you what i didn't like yeah, yeah, but um yeah. overall yeah i loved the um the characters and it was just like a really fun game mm. um concept uh, wise like the, the the crazy um humans that you meet you know there's the guy and he's like little hot tub that throws things at you there's <laughs> the cupid that throws his arrows yeah. and there's the hamster that rolls you over on the wheel like it's very random and i know that's the point like mm. it's meant to be kind of like fun and energetic um what else did i like and we'll talk more about this later but i like the interviews and the concepts um johnson yeah, had behind fun. it i really really enjoyed that um and also, I know that it was a bit ahead of a time. its time with the two-player option. I think mm. not a lot of games when the first one came out was being done. This was the sort of implication I got. Yeah, or particularly how... So when you're playing two players and yeah. you go to different levels, you can fall down. Yeah. So the levels, you go from one layer yeah. of Earth to another layer above. It looks the same with grass and everywhere, but you can see space through. Yeah. Um, you go up with elevators and then you get like a little transition of being in an elevator and your character will say certain things and mm -hmm. that was in the old game as well when you're playing two players in the old game if one of you falls down 
the other one can't go higher at all. Right, yeah. So they're just stuck waiting for the other person. So you're then like going around exploring yeah. whilst the other person is down on another layer and you can get a present to actually return yeah. together as well. No, um, and that's the other thing that I read someone had written a review and they said that they loved that they could they could turn the easiness down for their um their five year old and the five year old could pick yeah. control and play with them and there was that real like kind of like nice way to play together. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, so that's what I liked about the games. I agree. I, I like how... So I've played it with the boys. Um, mm-hmm. So I was only three. So yeah. giving him a control pad for something like this is usually really bad because yeah. then you're waiting for them all the time. Yeah. But you can actually force the character to come to you Yeah. Um, in the new game. And you can so, revive them, right? You can yeah. give them some of your energy. That's right, yeah. And you do that by sharing a high five. Yeah. <laughs> so you're yeah. walking around and you your aliens like high five, which is cool. It's now four player as well. Yeah. So the, the new one's good. I So I really enjoyed this as a kid. Um, I used to play this a real lot. Mm-hmm. Played it with the boys. When I heard that there was going to be a follow-on of um, Back in the Groove, the new one, I was one of the you know, first people to jump on Kickstart. Yeah. We recorded videos. I, I've got – I gave you a copy um, and I've counted through. I've, I bought five copies of the game with different versions and different stuff that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, someone trying to get in our room. I don't know. Did we yeah. book it for two hours? Oh, we booked it until like two. Oh, okay. It's okay. They're only lawyers. They're only, they'll only see, sue us or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I bought a lot of this stuff yeah. because I was like really excited about um, returning to the aesthetics of the original game. Um, but I've since come to actually enjoy the second game a lot. I didn't like the second game when I was mm-hmm. a kid because I didn't think it was good following yeah. from the first. Um, but yeah, I actually like this. I think just because it was so different to the yeah, other two. Yeah, yeah, it's well, way, way different. Um, and that's because Sega said, no, no, no one wants these sort of you know isometric-looking type games. Mm. Everyone wants platformers. We want platformers. Cause I actually it's... found it easier to, to play because mm. you're not constantly worried about falling off the edge and stuff. Like yeah. You're just kind of moving forward and yeah, yeah, moving back. Yeah, um, it has to be pixel perfect on some of particularly the smaller um, pathways yeah. that appear. Um uh, but yeah, maybe we should talk about Greg now and mm-hmm. why he's done it. So Greg Johnson um, is a really interesting um, game creator. I mean, he's, he's always wanted to create um, games and experiences that um, push the boundaries of relationships, as in race relationships, and the understanding of how you're treated as another. Um, and that has to do, I think, with his background. Yeah. So his um, mother is Jewish. I think. I'm not sure. I can't remember. His father is Jewish. Yeah, his mother is Jewish. And his father is African yeah. um, background. Which is a really problematic thing, actually, to say. You can't, you can't say it really African-American because no one today who says they're African-American were actually born in Africa. So at what point... Yeah, I know. You, I know what you mean. But, yeah, black Because it was an important part of him growing up and his um, that influence hmm. was really... Big. He found, I think, hard to fit in. Yeah, because you, you don't fit into either yeah. category. Um, and I, I think this personally touches with me a little bit as well. Like I'm not because I, of <laughs> no, 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 not because I'm, I'm, I'm half black. <laughs> I'm black Jewish. No, but um, you know, I I I have gone to um conferences or gone to um Greek events, and you'll you'll hear comments like, oh. Yeah, this is Ben. He's half Greek. Yeah. Or his mother is Greek. It's like, well, how? What does that actually mean? So yeah. this is the type of thing that, that Greg is actually been brought up with um, mm-hmm. in, in America. 
Um, and he then sought to actually bring that to the video game environment. And instead of making aliens as the other, what I think he's done successfully in these games is that the humans are seen as the other in an alien planet, mm. like which just puts people to their base norm. So the the mother with the child and shopping trolley. Yeah, that rams. All she you. wants to do is go around and shop and get things and tell her baby to shut up. Mm-hmm. Or the old woman with the poodles that come in and yeah. the second. <laughs> That's all that they want. So they they're all existing in this this aspect of simplicity. Um, and the aliens are there going, well, this is crazy. We're stuck in this world where there's all this madness happening around. Mm. Whereas really it's the aliens, which are the, yeah, they're alien, denoting the name. <laughs> they are alien to the world. Um, but he's put the otherness of the humans as well. And it touches on that boundaries. It also um, really adopts that black culture and that funk um, funk jazz um, explosion which yeah. happened around the 70s and 80s um, it brings that onto the 90s where it became popular again you know this is the height of when Michael Jordan was playing basketball yeah. everyone's wanting to be like Mike you know this was that was a top tune at the time um, people playing basketball cards and it's becoming really really popular to play funk music and it's affected rap and then you've got the rap scene that actually has come out of it this is where this game was actually a product of. Mm. Um, and as a historical piece, I think it's valuable for that, that regard, you know, as a 90s, um, a display of, of 90s yeah. aspect. It's funny that the new game keeps that. Yeah. And it's almost like 20 years later, there is almost a return to that now because it's become retro again. It's mm. become cool again to do that, um, which is interesting. What did you find interesting about Greg? I, th- I thought it was really what I kind of really liked was that whole story. What I don't like um, is that I don't actually feel like it came through very much in the game. I get the whole, like, that they're aliens and that they're weird, but the game's, like, so random and and playful. Um, I don't know how intentional some of the characters are. Like, obviously, the woman in the shopping trolley is quite um, intentional, mockery, you know, but then there's, like, the wise men and the carrot. Like, there's also a lot of silliness in there as well mm. that doesn't seem as maybe intentional. But I think if you just pick this game randomly, you wouldn't pick up that, you know, his life story and his background affected the game. It just, no. to me, it just seems, I had no idea until I read the interviews. Yeah, and that's added what more, you said to me. Yeah, yeah more like, depth. why the hell am I playing this? What am yeah. I going to say about it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, that's the part that I maybe would have liked more of is, is just making it, but I get it. It's a family game. It's, for, it's like for kids as well and mm. blah, blah, blah. Mm. I just think he could have like pushed it a bit more, pushed the envelope and yeah. I would have maybe enjoyed it more because I felt like, to me, the game itself, I didn't really enjoy playing. Like, mm. I kind of felt like there was always, you know, people coming at you and, you know, like, I actually found it quite stressful, especially when you get to the top levels when, like, everywhere you go, because it's randomly generated the people and stuff. So oh, you might, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you might yeah. get suddenly, like, ten people <laughs> all around you or, like, give me hammed in by, like, four hands. Yeah. So it's actually found it not very fun to play. Like, mm. I thought maybe if I'd played it all on, like, the easiest level, I would have liked it more. But mm. I actually found, like, it, they just kind of, like, spawn and it just was not very, like... The playthrough wasn't very fun, and I didn't get to the end. But I read reviews said that it's all pretty similar. Like it's mm. very repetitive. It's sort of yeah. like you know each level is more or less the same. That's mm. what I kind of found refreshing about playing the one the game on the alien planet mm. because there was you could talk to the aliens as you were walking past, yeah. and they'll be like, "What you the guys that <laughs> brought the humans here?" And you're like, "Hey, like, how are you going? Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think that added a lot more okay. uh, interest to it because it got so boring on the like the. Um, 
sort of plateauy mm. worlds and that you could jump on the sponges and things like there's yeah. actually just more activities you could do mm. so i just yeah i love his concept i loved his idea i just didn't really feel it much in the game i didn't get any like big truth moments playing i just found mm. it like a pretty irritating game to play in general with some cool backtracks i didn't love yeah. it but reading the story in the background i was like oh okay kind of makes more sense but mm. it's not there unless you went looking for it you know yeah. you read his interviews or you looked into his backstory or yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff so that's yeah so i love the inspiration for it i love that it was yeah um grassroots led that he raised the money himself that mm. um he really just he he kind of had an inspiration from a dream I, did i read that somewhere really he had a dream about it aspects of it yeah yeah right and that sort of inspired him to write the story and then he met um the other main developer hiking on a mountain and they had this conversation about oh yeah. It. Yeah. yeah 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 um and it was sort of his idea and they loved it and they took it to ea games ea games really early on yeah they they took it to a couple of publishing yeah. places and it was all rejected because they're like no nah, this is stupid no nah, this can't be done yeah but they, i and think then... a really early ea games this the ones who... no it wasn't no? EA. no no Are you sure yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Sega that they they originally so they were in maybe in he was working for EA before he did that. Yeah, he had developed but a couple of there was small something games, to do with EA yeah. in there. Um, but there was a re- mat, uh, yeah a couple of places that just rejected. Yeah, you know. and this is what happens with some great games that happen in the world, like the the guys that created Elite, which is the the forerunner to all space exploration yeah. games. It was just rejected by four or five different companies because they were saying, no, nah, it doesn't have credit. It doesn't have three lives and a credit. Yeah. You're not going to sell this game. Yeah. Um, That's what's the, so cool is that Sega let them kind of run with it, even though it was a bit yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. Because it was yeah. based on a, a game called, um, not Dungeons Doom, or there was some game he based it off. He said it was really inspired by another similar, like... Um, so there's a dun- dungeon crawling game. Yeah, something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 So the mud... Uh, yeah, multi-user dungeon spaces, yeah. um, so MUDs or MOOCs or, um, yeah, so those those type of um, uh, pre-generated random exploration yeah. games um, is what, um, yeah, influences better and you've got the multiple layers. I actually agree with you with um, it gets very repetitive, particularly with single player for the original game yeah. and the new game. It shines with multiplayer, like that's really where it shines. Yeah. But as an experience, if you're doing single player, this is where my love actually has blossomed for the second game. Definitely. Um, now that I've, as an adult, returned to it and just given it the time, I think it's it's quite cool, you know, running around, shaking the trees and then yeah. throwing the jars. And I also really like that the present concept got dropped. I actually hated mm. the present concept. I like. I thought initially I'd love it because, you know, what's, kind of, what's not talk about presents, but the fact that in the first game and the most recent game, like, you don't know what's in it. Most of the, like, the power-ups only last, like, 10 seconds. I thought yeah. they were kind of annoying, to be perfectly honest. Oh. So I liked in the um, second one that all they were would give you experience points and stuff. Yeah. I didn't want to have to go get, I would have like 20 presents, go find like the carrot man or the wizard. Yeah, it'd be too. See what it is, put main money. It just yeah. was too convoluted. I, yeah. I just got annoyed with it. So I liked in the second one that that kind of concept got dropped. Yeah. I really didn't like the present concept. So with multiplayer, you can steal people's presents. Oh, really? Yeah, and there's negative presents as well. There's yeah. broken presents. So yeah. you can actually put up a present which just randomly um, generates all the presents you've got. So you can go to the Wiseman and find out what's in your presents yeah. and you can plan, okay, I've got high tops here and I've got, yeah. you know, the, the Icarus uh, uh, swings, swings and stuff. So I'm, I'm going to do this at a different level. Mm. And your friend can be watching your screen, seeing what you're doing, and you're like, aha. So then you randomly generate the presence and just um, 
yeah, uh, stuff your friend up. Basically. Yeah. It's, it's a different way to play it. It's quite funny um, how there's different ways to interact mm. and that. So there's almost games inside of the game yeah. which you can play with each other. But as a single-player experience, again, you're just gathering heaps of presents. You're dealing with the presents in any which way you can possibly do mm. and then moving on. Yeah. So unless you really love the concept, yeah, it's going to become quite onerous. Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, but yeah, that's why I think I enjoyed the second one so much more is because mm. those kind of concepts got dropped. But um, I definitely see where you can you find you found a lot of like um, traction with like what Johnson was saying and, and how important this game was for him and the fact that I mean he revisits it so many times and yeah 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 and he finally did what he was wanting to do because he was seeking out a publishing house to mm. do a proper sequel for a long long time. So with the new game that came out. Um, there were a number of different changes that he made along the way, which I find interesting. So he redesigned the characters using a modern uh, look, so that they mm. don't they don't all pixelized. And they have the experience um, toggle, so you can know that one's yeah. faster and slower. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So he did all of that. Now, it was actually a different character modeling prior, and they put on the black lines, so actually to make it look older. Mm. Um, and then they recorded some of the sounds, and in the early um, beta testing. People like me that were playing it didn't like the sounds. Didn't he do for the first games? He did all the noises himself. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> they asked him to do the same thing. Oh, really? Like, yeah, we preferred that the first time. He's That's like, so really? I was just rushed the first time, and I was just in the studio doing these stupid noises, yeah. and then putting it through the sound yeah, system. Yeah, that's so funny. So yeah, he had to do that for the second game. Yeah. So the um, oh, I forget. It's one of the, the characters that goes, tra la 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 That's actually him. <laughs> or the hula girl? Yeah, 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 that's that's all his so funny. stuff, which is quite funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these these things where the community has asked him actually to step in <laughs> and just show his personality more, where he assumed that everyone wanted a more polished thing. Yeah, um, I've, I've fans... heard for the, the, the critique of the four-player gets a bit complicated. I didn't play with four people, but mm. that people didn't really like it because it really cramps up the screen and then there'd be really big kind of um, human things and that you can't really see what you're doing. It's a bit, yeah, a bit it, it, it zooms out a little bit. Yeah. Now. So there's been a couple of updates where they've tried right, to fix okay, that. Yeah. Um, but we played that with the boys and Tom yeah. um, when you were away. And um, it worked quite well, I think, on the large screen. You yeah. really need a big TV yeah. to do it, though. Um, I can't imagine doing this with, like, a 22-inch screen or something. like that. It'd be way too small. Um, but that's a valid complaint. Um, also, yeah, you can play it on the Switch in undocked mode. So yeah. you know this, how small the Switch is. Yeah. You can have that on the table, four-player around that. That'd be so tiny. <laughs> yeah, like, really small. Yeah, so you wouldn't be able to see anything. So I think it, it depends on how people are playing and what they're playing at all. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the the new game is a noble update to the first, it, but it is really just a remake of the first. Definitely. Um, even the plot's very similar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it gives an explanation as to how the Earth looks like it is with yeah. pressing the the black hole generator yeah. and then fly. But yeah, basically you've got the same, exactly the same yeah. thing. And I've heard of people. I didn't get to the end, but people, if they're good game players, can get through it in like two hours. Like if you're quite yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. So I I can get through it quite fast. But then they've so now they've for people like that, they've released unending mode. <laughs> so it's just a continual mode, um, which yeah. is quite fun. Yeah. Um, and you're just wandering around and there's secrets deep into the game. So I haven't played the unending mode yet, um, so I'm going to have to do that with yeah. the family. Um, 
Do you have anything else before we do the rating? No. Um, I just think on the alien aspect at the time, so coming from the nostalgia point of view and playing in, in that period, mm. we've got X-Files on the TV, um, you know, there was an interest in aliens, um, an interest in sci-fi. It was always seen as almost the enemies, mm. whereas this brought them to a friendly mode, Yeah, um, which I think is innovative as well. You know, I don't know, can you think of any other games or maybe there's, mm. there's Odd John, which is an early book, um, which has a friendly alien, and there's obviously E.T. as well. Yeah. Um, but E.T. is sort of, E.T. is a movie, E.T. is just a lump, basically, carried around by... Yeah, he by, doesn't have a lot of character. Yeah, and he, he shows friendship, but he's still just almost a lump that is reliant on humans helping him. So humans are in the powerful role here uh, whereas in Tajemanel the aliens are, are not necessarily reliant on humans at all yeah they can do whatever they like um and i think that that's really really unique for the period yeah i think it's, it's a cute concept hmm. uh, I, yeah, I think it's just an, it's a different way to deal with aliens and i would like to return to aliens in future i think there's more we can explore on the topic yeah, definitely hmm. Right, well... Um, what should we give it out of? Funk, like funk notes or... Uh, how about high tops? So high tops, high top yeah. shoes. <laughs> okay, yeah. If everyone doesn't know what high top shoes are, it's what I wear. So yeah. I wear Jordan shoes exclusively yeah. all the time. <laughs> I didn't have Jordans as a kid. I've always played this game, always wanted Jordans. But yeah, I, I okay. wear Jordans. Do you want to start? Uh, yeah, okay. So I can't... I don't think we can do ratings for all of the games what do you want to do do you want to do um like the first and second game or let's do overall? oh let's just do really quickly first second and and new one newest yeah one. okay all right um okay so high tops um first one i would do coming from a nostalgia point of view and playing multiplayer mm-hmm. all right so nine out of ten high tops if i was playing single player it would be a lot less. Yeah. So it'd be like, I don't know, six or seven or something because it's repetitive in that regard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the aesthetics and everything, that's great. The new game, uh, sorry, the second game, um, it's almost equal, like nine. Like I, I really enjoy yeah. the second game now. Um, surprised how much I actually really, really enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I, I would do nine out of ten single player. Two player is kind of annoying. Yeah, because two player you have to wait for the second player to actually come oh, along. Right, yeah. yeah, so it's like yeah. <laughs> the games are almost flipped because the first game works so well multiplayer. Yeah. Second game it suffers from the aspect of having just the other character dragging you around. So you have to have yeah, good yeah, communication yeah. between the two. You yeah. tried to play with Isaiah, did not work. <laughs> Can play it with Jack. Jack's yeah. really good at it. So that's good. Yeah, um, but it's not a little brother game. It's not a <laughs> yeah. that type of thing. Um, the new game, I think. It's a great return um, to the original, and it's a great remake. Um, it doesn't do that much innovative, yeah. though. So uh, I guess eight out of ten high tops, but it's it's hard because yeah, I I, I enjoyed the first one more, like yeah. the 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 sound chip of the Mega Drive, the pixelized graphics. Yeah. For me, that nostalgia pull um, yeah, brings me to it. What do you think? So coming coming from someone who your retro is a lot later. Yeah. Does this seem like a really early game to you? Uh, yeah. It seemed like yeah. a, a one I'd played at school 
mm. like an educational game. <laughs> what it felt like to me. Yeah. Um, but I reckon I'd give the first and the third six out of ten because I didn't play it with. I didn't quite the first get and it. The new one. You yeah, mean, first the first and the new one. Yeah. I ne- couldn't play it with two players. I couldn't get it to work. Yeah. So I think it would have really changed how I played it. Yeah. Um, and maybe we can later sometime come over. We can play it two players yeah, yeah, and see yeah. whether I like it a lot more. Mm. But yeah, I found it really repetitive. I found it um annoying to play, and I found all the kind of cool, really in depth concepts that we see in the interviews not really being reflected at all mm. in the game. Mm. And I think that's a bit of a missed opportunity. And I think I'd probably give a seven out of ten for the or an eight out of ten for the yeah. So the still second one. marginally better. Yeah, similar to you, but just down maybe a grade. Mm. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. you know, you said one play you found felt similar to how I did about it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it if it is a single player experience you want, then yeah, go for the yeah. second level. It's not a game yeah. I would pick up and play again, I don't think. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. But maybe we can try it as two players. Yeah. Or yeah. four players. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And what do That's you want to give cool. a quick update on what we're doing next week? Okay, well next week, so all being well, um, I'm gonna be in Queensland. Yep. <laughs> um I, I am going to be in Queensland no matter what, <laughs> so, um, which means we are going to record remotely. It'll be Ooh. the first time we do this, and there will be other times we'll have to do this because um, our calendars are yeah. going to conflict at times. Um, so I will be in a hotel at some point um, yeah. and record with you, and um, you'll be somewhere. I'll probably be in uni. Probably oh, be. Make um, sure you get a different room. I will. <laughs> um, sure, yeah. Yeah, so we'll do that, and we are going to do Red Dwarf. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to do a couple of episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we, we focus on the first series yeah. in general, particularly episode three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I would like to talk about Red Dwarf with you. Uh, if people have not seen it, there is places on the internet where you can watch it for free. Yeah. Um, legally. Like... <laughs> yeah, not unlike illegal places. Yeah. Um, anything else? No. Oh, okay. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the new soundtrack to the new Toe Terminal Back in the Groove, and we'll play that now. Bye. Bye. Come on. Yeah. You ready, big girl? Yeah, I'm ready, Toe Jail. Alright, let's do this. Come on. My name is Toe Jam. And I'm Big Earl. We come from outer space, whoa, oh, oh. We crashed down on this planet, it was an accident. This is a crazy place, hey, hey. Tell them to jail. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Funky down and funky. Get funky. Crazy earthlings dressing